Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. For every battle, there's a basin. Amen. I like that. Ephesians chapter 5, if you weren't with us for um, Easter, man, I'll tell you what, God's powerful. Ephesians chapter 5, and I want to read in verse, kind of an odd place. In 5, all the women are going to love me. Ephesians 5, 24, amen. says there, you're going to really like me because I'm going to tell your husband to love you. Amen. Praise the Lord. I love my wife. Amen. Praise the Lord. Look, it says, therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let wives be subject unto their own husband. All the guys said, amen. I got two claps on that. All right, hallelujah. I got two cla- I got three claps, and you're not married. Praise the Lord. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Amen. That he might, verse 26 is really what I want you to see, that he might sanctify it and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. Okay? The washing. Everybody say, the washing of the water by the word. Amen? So the word of God washes you. Okay? And this is the thing you have to understand about the Word of God. The Word of God's likened unto a seed. The Word of God's likened unto water. The Word of God's likened unto a lot of things. The, way, like the Word of God here is likened unto water, and the water that the Word of God washes you. Amen? Why is it important to be washed? You know, our text was John chapter 13, and we can, we'll go there in a minute. But I want you to read verse 26 with me and 27. That he might sanctify it and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the Word. That he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot nor wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Okay? So one of the things we start seeing is that the word of God has a washing capability. has the ability to wash you clean. John chapter 13 verse 1 is where we started on Sunday. And I kind of want to stay here because I want to talk to you today about washing, washing, washing with the word. Amen? Because I got news for you, you are just like this text, we could leave it up there, just like this text says, now before the feast of Passover, when Jesus knew his hour was come, he should depart out of the world, and he keep unto the middle of it. The Bible says, and just keep going, verse 2, and it says down there, it says, supper being ended, and Judas was going to become the betrayer, in verse 3, Jesus knowing that the Father had given all things in his hand, was come from God, and went unto God, verse 4, he rise from supper, laid aside his garment, took a towel, and girded himself, and look what it says here. It says, after he poured water in a basin, he began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherein he was girded. We understand that Jesus symbolically took the water and washed the disciples' feet. And he goes on to say this. He says, if you don't, you're clean, but you need to be washed. Because you're going to get contaminated through life. And what do I mean by that? I mean this, that as we as Christians walk through the earth, there's going to be times we get a little dirty from the things that are around us. Now, I'm not talking about gross stuff. I'm not talking about wild stuff. I'm not talking about crazy stuff. What I'm talking about is I'm talking about spiritual stuff tonight. Because what happens is this. How many of you know you're going to have to deal with some people you're not going to want to walk in love with? Amen. Amen. You're going to have to deal with some situations that aren't going to be easy. And you're going to have to start applying the word of God. See, we were just talking about the Holy Spirit. And one of the things the Holy Spirit likened them to is water. He said what? He said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. 
Amen? Sometimes you need a river to wash yourself. Amen? And what I want you to do tonight is this. I'm going to talk about a couple things. I'm going to talk to you about confessing the Word of God. We don't understand that faith is built in the confession of the Word of God. Amen? And how important it is to confess the Word of God, because as we confess the Word of God, we're washing ourselves. Amen? Because I don't know about you, i got to wash my mind. Amen? Because my mind becomes contaminated by the earth. Now, if you're living in this earth, stuff's going to try to get in. Does this make sense? This is why it's so important for me and you to do what it is we're supposed to do. Now, I'm going to give you some practical stuff because here's the thing. If you don't wash, okay, with the water of the word, you got to wash your mind. Amen? Because if you don't wash your mind, guess what you get? You get potty mouth. Hallelujah. Amen? Because the thing you do, and I'm not talking about cussing, I'm talking about you start saying stuff you shouldn't be saying about your life because you haven't been washing yourself clean. And I don't know about you, but just like, just like Lazarus behind that stone, he stinketh, amen? Dead things stink, amen? And if you don't take a bath, you're going to stink, amen? And you got to wash yourself, okay? It sounds a little, I'm a little crude, but you know what I'm saying here. You're going to start getting a little ripe if you, don't, if you don't take a bath, amen? Well, guess what? Some of you spiritually, you, I don't want you getting ripe, amen, where you start, you got to do the things you need to do. That's why it's important to spend time praying in the Holy Ghost, okay? So the first thing we're talking about, you got to wash with the water of the Holy Spirit, amen? Write that down. This is important. We just get on in this series about being in the Holy Spirit and how important it is. And remember I talked to you about so many needs? I was giving you reasons why it's important to pray in the Spirit. Okay? I'm going to give you today a couple more keys of why. Because we, get, we, we walk through the earth. We're not of the earth. We could be exposed to contamination of the earth. What does that mean? Well, mindsets from the earth could attach themselves to you. You ever, you ever get like that? You start, think, you start thinking like the world thinks. You start talking like the world talks. You start, you know what I mean? You start, you start kind of like, you know, I don't know, like sometimes like with sick. You know, I was funny. I was, I was talking to somebody the other day, you know, and I'm not mentioning no names, but I was like, well, it's either the word of God's true or you're a liar. You know what I'm saying? It ain't, it ain't that's kind of hard, you know, but, but, you know, like sometimes we almost, it's all cool the word of God until something happens to us. Now we're like, well, you know, but no, 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 wait a minute now. It's either true or it ain't true. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes our money gets funny and it's like, well, you know, I might have to do, no, 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 no. If the Bible's true, the Bible's true. Is that okay? Now you're not, you're going to go through some seasons to get tested in what you believe. Don't worry about that. But here's the truth. He's the healer. He's a provider, amen? And if you're not careful, if you get... Now, this is what I'm going to show you right here, okay? And I'm going to kind of zip in and out, so stay with me. you got to stay close to the Word of God. Write that down. Because when you get outside the Word of God, you start getting carnal in your thinking. Okay? Now, I don't want you to get scared, and I don't want you doing this stuff out of fear. A lot of Christians do stuff out of fear. That's goofy. Don't you do nothing out of fear. Do you understand that? You're going to be all right. God will give you the strength. But I do, it out of, I do it out of relationship. And people don't realize in your confession, see, God understands to that. You, when you confess the word of God, you are creating an atmosphere of faith for where you're at. Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. And when you confess, see, we left confession behind. We're a generation trying to live. I don't know what Jesus these people were serving, but it ain't the Jesus in that book. I'll tell you that right here now. So I ain't going to get into all that. You get, don't get me started, all right? You know what I'm saying? Well, he said, well, it is Jesus. Yeah, okay, well, that Jesus, you can do whatever you want to do. My Jesus in the Bible said you got to do what he told you to do. The Bible says if you love me, you'll obey me. 
You know, I understand we all got flaws and cracks and we're a little messed up, but God didn't, God didn't just all a bunch of broken people stay broken the rest of your life. No, he come to give you dominion and power. You got power and authority over all devils, all sick, all that stuff. Amen? amen. I said amen. amen. Devil ain't going to put you on the run. You're going to put him on the run. Once you find out what's going on, you, you're going to get him. All right? So listen. So we got to stay close to the word of God. All right? Now get this part. Why? In the arena of confession, it starts allowing our faith to grow. All right? That's why when your faith will grow when you confess the word of God. Why is that? It comes reality to you. See, remember I was telling you, I got to teach this. Outer ear, inner ear. See, your outer, your inner ear, see, that's why you ever listen to yourself on the radio or you ever like listen to yourself on a cassette, you ever hear yourself? Don't sound like you, does it? Why? Because you hear you, you hear things with your outer ear, but your inner ear picks up your voice. That's why you got to be speaking because that stuff, that stuff will penetrate in within your heart. It's clinically proven. Got the outer thing, inner thing. You got to speak the word of God over your life. I don't want to do that. Well, you got to do that. I'm not saying you got to do it 50 hours a week, but you got to get it. You got to say, greater is he that's in me. Now, listen, I told you about this. You got, see, God, see, here's Christianity. I figured this out, okay? Christianity, you'd never, some of you wouldn't be able to leave the house. By the time you confess the word, by the time you pray in tongues, by the time you read your Bible, by the time you go through devotions, by the time you do this, you got a four-hour project before you can even leave the house. That's not what God wants. You got to be led by the Spirit. I'm going to get up today and go in the toolbox. God, what do I got to do today? Pray in the spirit. Okay. You know when you got to confess the word. Okay. You got to be led by the spirit of God. Does that make sense? Don't get up every day and just get stuck in this rigmarole. Just your religiosity of your relationship with God, you get bored. Go in there and say, God, what are we doing today? He might want you to worship him. I sound like bad, but he likes it. Come on, you know what I'm saying? You might just go there, Hallelujah. I don't know. Do whatever the spirit of God leads you to do. But here's what I need from you. Are you staying in what you need to stay in? Because if you get too far out in that world, you get contaminated by it. Now you start talking like it, thinking like it, acting like it, walking like it, talking like it. They want you to be conformed, but he told you to be ye transformed. Come on, by the renewing of your mind. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says what? You could pop it up there. I beseech you there for brethren by the mercies of God to present your body a living sacrifice, holy, just, which is acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why is that? Why you got to renew your mind? Because your mind's goofy. Your mind didn't get saved. Your mind didn't get renewed. You brought that crazy mind with you when you got saved. Amen. You got to teach it the word of God. Guess what happens when your mind stays too long in the world? You know what I'm saying? You start thinking. You ever think like the world and then catch yourself say, I can't think like that. That ain't what I believe. That's why you got to get out of the contamination. That's why the Bible says, wash yourself with the water of the word. You see it? So what do you mean? You got to read it. You got to pray in it. Come on. You got to stay in there. You got to stay in the word a little bit. Because like, I don't go to, I don't read my Bible. You got to read your Bible. It's the only living book there is. You gotta wash yourself with the word. Is that all right? You see what I'm saying? You guys, I know you're here, but you know, like everything. Well, I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm telling you why you're doing it. This is why you should be doing it. I read my Bible because I get brownie points from heaven. I read my Bible because I'm gonna get jacked up in the earth if I don't read my Bible. Is that all right? Speaking in tongues. Okay, now y'all need to get filled with the Holy Ghost. 
You know what I'm saying? We, we've got a bunch of people filled with the Holy Ghost, and we're going to stay filled, and we're going to get everybody filled, and I'm going I'm to personally see to it you get filled, because I want you filled. Why do I want you filled? Because I want you to be able to do these things that you need to do. Now, listen, that doesn't make you less of a Christian if you're not filled, but here's what you need to know. Ready? Write this down. Okay, this is going to help you. Praying in the Spirit keeps me free from, from earthly contamination. Is that all right? Keeps me free from earthly contamination. Is that, is that okay? Just write it down. This is why. I'm just giving you. If you don't have, um, how am I saying this? Um, if you don't have reasons for doing it, you won't. Is that all right? Okay, here it is. It keeps me free from the contamination of ungodly and profane elements of the world. Okay? 1 Corinthians 14, 28. You want to see it? You okay today? Everybody all right? Is it good? See, that's why. Why? I got to get up tomorrow. I got to read the word. I got to stay filled with the Holy Ghost. See, some of you, can I, can I, can I just hit something? Can I hit, like, you know, sometimes when I'm in here, it's like shooting skeet. I don't never shot skeet, but I can tell you what it's like. There's like stuff goes flying around, and I just go, pow. <laughs> Fling, pow. Can I get one? Pow. This, now don't, this, this might be for you. You know, you create your own problems because you don't listen to the Spirit of God within you. God already told you what to do, but you want to think you're going to do it on your own. You can't do it on your own. 1 Corinthians 14, 28. Put it up there. Let me see it. You see this? This is what I'm saying. Listen to the Holy Ghost. Well, how are you going to listen to the Holy Ghost? I don't know where he is. He's in you. You got to get accustomed to it. What? Look, it, look, let him be, keep silent in church and let him that speak, speak to himself and to God. Don't worry about that part. Get this part. Let him keep silent in church and let him speak to himself and to God. He's talking about tongues. Speak to yourself and God. See, when you're speaking to yourself, that's what Ephesians chapter 5 says. Speak to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Sing. How do they say, be not drunk with wine, but be ye filled with the Holy Ghost. Speaking unto yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart. That's how you stay filled. Stay filled with what? The Holy Ghost. You get that? The Holy Ghost. How? It's my job. Everybody say this. It's my job to maintain my spiritual life. Ain't that cool? That's what you got to do, okay? So if you get a little slow on it, don't worry. Pick it up, all right? Ephesians chapter 5. He says, speak to yourself. So here's the thing. When I'm speaking to myself, I'm washing myself. Is that okay? How you wash yourself? Praying in the Holy Ghost. Speaking the Word. How about this? Everybody write these down if you need them, right? Number one, praying in the Holy Ghost. Number two, confessing the Word of God over my life washes me. Washing of the water of the Word makes me spotless. So, see, remember this, you're bound by your confession. You're limited by your confession. Is that okay? So if your confession don't go no higher than where you're at, you just live in that spot. So you got to start confessing, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I can, I'm the greater one's living in me. The greater one's living in me. Walk around talking to yourself. Man, everybody's talking to you in your head. Talk to yourself. You know what I'm saying? But here's the problem. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. Want to know what the problem is with Christians? They don't open their mouth. You are fighting silent battles, and you don't open your mouth, and until you open your mouth, you can't claim victory. You can't claim victory to any of these battles until you open your mouth. It's the sword of the Spirit. You got to open your mouth, and you got to fill your mouth with good things. You can't cuss out the devil. I had a lady one time. She, she was funny. I had this like, I really did. Seriously, she comes to church. She's like, man, the de- pastor, the devil's bugging me. He was bugging me. She's like, I cussed him out. I said, okay, time out. 
She did. She really did. She said, I cussed him out. She used foul language. She said, I cussed him out. She said, he's bugging me so much, I cursed at him. I said, well, you're speaking his language when you cussed at him. He, he understands that. I said, time out. I said, let's teach you how to use the word of God. You can't be dropping vulgarity at him. That ain't going to She said, I cussed him out. She was straight, seriously. She didn't know no better. I like lost people. Lost people are cool. All you Christians are too cute. You're funny and you lie, right? I like the real lost ones, you know what I mean? They kind of, I was drunk and crazy, and I was wild. Cussed him out, pastor. I was like, praise the Lord. That's my bunch. Come on in. We'll tweak you out. We'll fix you. Amen. You'll be all right. Amen. Hallelujah. She said, she really did. She looked me straight now. She said, I cussed at him. I said, well, praise God. I said, well, we'll repent. We'll get, we'll, get, we'll clean you up a little bit. Yeah. And I was like, no, you can't cuss at him. Cussing at him ain't going to do nothing. Probably make him happy. Probably told all the demons in hell, look, now she's cussing at me. What am I going to do? You know what I'm saying? She said, no, you got to speak the word of God. Amen. I said, speak the word of God. You got to plead the blood of Jesus and you got to tell him, no, you can't. No, I rebuke you. Amen. You got to rebuke him. Amen. You got power and authority. You got to rebuke her. You got to rebuke. And you got to open your eyes. Well, I don't know what the Bible says. Well, what's love say? This is what you always got to remember. Remember this. Listen to me. Don't you ever forget this. I'm going to show you how to win. I told you my quest in life is show you how to win. Here's the thing. If you don't know what to say, because you might not have the scripture for it, you got to figure this out. You got to understand what does love say. Filter it through love. That ain't love. Being sick ain't love, you know what I mean? So you go out there and say, well, this ain't God because God is love. There you go. You see what I just told you? God is love. You can sit there and go, well, God is love and strife ain't God, so that stuff ain't getting in my house. I ain't got no scripture about it, but I know this. They ain't coming in my house. Come on, somebody. I don't have to know what verse it is. I got Jesus, and he's living in me, and Jesus is greater than the strife, so the strife beat it. Amen? You got to have a strife-free life. Oh, the devil's on assignment trying to mess you up, amen? You got to tell him, beat it. Beat it. Say, get out of here. You ain't getting in here. I ain't letting you in here. You got to open your mouth. I say, open your mouth. I said, you got to open your mouth. Some of you like talking, but you got to start talking to the enemy because he's talking to you. You ain't talking back. Here's what I got to get you. Ready? So here's my question to you today, and we're going to get in this thing. We got to be washed. Everybody, everybody say, this is what you got to get. Each of us has to understand that it's important because we have to we have to have a, we have to be sanctified and cleansed by the word of God. Is that all right? Because you are sanctified and you are holy, but you get, it's like playing outside. You know what I mean? You get, you, you just get, you get dirty. Is that all right? You ever go do something, you know, you go take something, get, get out there, you get dirty from the world. You got to come and fill up and get cleaned up. And you got to wash yourself. Washing in the word. That's what Jesus was trying to tell me. He said, you guys been walking on these dusty roads. Let me clean your feet. Why am I cleaning my feet? What are you cleaning my feet for? Because I need you cleansed. Cleanse from the contamination world. It's watch. Check this out, right? Watch this part. The washing of the water. Although Paul addresses these words to husband, the main thrust of what he's saying is not about a human husband and the relationship with their wives only. It's about the relationship of Christ and the bridegroom, his bride, the church. In his passion, in this passage, Paul tells us two very important provisions Jesus Christ, as Savior and Lord, has given us. You want to know what he gave us? He gave us the blood and he gave us the water. Right? Jesus has made provision uh, for his people. The first thing is he gave himself up on the cross and his blood, so he died so people might be redeemed. That's the first provision. We got redemption because we've got to get something here. I'll show you something. You want to see something cool? Look at this. Go to Isaiah. Check this out. This is what he's talking about here. It's in Isaiah, Isaiah 11, verse 4. Isaiah 11, 4 and 5. 
See, because you got to get something. He cleansed us and redeemed us by the blood. He washed us in the water, and he cleaned us up with righteousness. But with righteousness shall he judge the poor and reprove with iniquity for the meek of the earth. And he shall what? Smite the earth with the rod of his mouth. The rod of his mouth. Let me say the rod of his mouth. There's a rod in your mouth. You understand what I said? There's a rod in your mouth. The rod of correction. And you got to smack the devil around. You, know, you understand that? Yeah, tell him. You can't. No, man. You're over there sitting back. Watch this. And the breath of the, his lips shall slay the wicked. Watch verse 5. Watch this. Check this out. You're going to love this. And the righteous shall be what? The girdle of his loins. Didn't he take that girdle off and wash you with it? He dried you up with it. And faithfulness is the girdle of his reins. You see that? When he took that girdle off, he what? He wiped you in righteousness. Did you get that? He redeemed you by the blood. He wiped you in righteousness. He washed you in his word. He made you pure. You know what the Bible says about you? Perfect, holy, and unblameable. That's why I don't know people preaching. They're preaching all this stuff. Like, oh, God, God, you know, God called you unreprovable. That means you're beyond reproof. He made you righteous. Once you've been made righteous, you can't undo righteous. You understand what I just said? You've been made it. Come on, man. That's it. It's a done deal. You righteous, you righteous. You can't undo righteous. You can't get dirty enough. Listen to me. You can't get dirty enough to undo righteous, but I'll tell you what you do. You lose a con you get dirty, you lose the consciousness of righteous. That's the problem. Even though you've been made the righteous of God in Christ Jesus, you start walking around like the earth, you'll think you got no dominion, and you'll look like the earth. You'll talk like the earth. You'll be like the earth. No, no, no. Righteousness doesn't change. So the only reason why he washed it, he said, remember 1 John 1 and 9? You know what 1 John 1 and 9 says? You remember that? You know what that one? Put 1 John 1 on 9 up there so they can see this, right? Got to get this part, right? See, well, look what he says. He said he wants to restore you to righteousness. Look at this. For if we confess our friends' sins, listen, you reading it? If we confess our sins, he's what? He's faithful to forgive us. Look what it says there. And to cleanse us from all on what? On righteousness. Now, I got a question. You know what First John 1 and 9 is for? You, not for him. It's for you. you. See, here's the thing. Your consciousness of righteousness gets messed up when you live lawless. But he ain't changed your righteousness. See, the only, let me explain something. Let me, let, me, let me meddle in water people don't want to tread on, but I don't really care. It's true. Don't you ever forget this. The only sin a Christian ever commits is the sin of unbelief. That's it. That's it. Because you stepped out of faith, and when you step out of faith, you step in unbelief. Because I got news for you. Sin got nailed to the cross once and for all. Sin ain't your problem no more. It's unbelief. That's all it is. I didn't, you know what it was? You know how you understand that? Here's the word of God. I'm supposed to walk in faith. I chose not to walk in faith because I'm in unbelief and I pull a humdinger or whatever you want to call it. You get it? Okay, walk in love, right? I know walk in love. I don't want to walk in love. When I walked out of love, I walked out of faith because I know what I'm supposed to do, but I did what I wanted to do. That's called unbelief and that's the sin of the Christian. The only sin you got, because faith's the only thing you got. And Jesus said, if you got on the plow and you want to turn back, guess what? That's on you. He said, you don't have to turn back. You can hang on the reins and let me plow you home. Take you right to where you got to go. Did you get that? So this is the key. So what's the only unbelief? So just stay in belief. If you stay in faith, you won't commit no, no sin. Let me, let me tell you, you want to know what the biggest sinner you got is your mouth. Your mouth. You don't know that James 3? Come on, go to James 3 and 1. Remember we use that? You steer the whole ship. See, you're, let me explain to you. 
You know, you're so goofy, some of you. There you go. I'm hitting them, them birdies are flying in the air. Boom. Boom. Well, why do I get on this road? Because your goofy mouth. Hi, Easter's over. Your goofy mouth. Your goofy mouth. Oh, look at you. Your body just goes, well, I'm in, I'm in love. Or whatever goofiness comes out your mouth. Now your body. No, I'm not picking on nobody. I don't know anybody in the room like that. But you hear what I'm saying? Well, I'm, I, ain't got, I ain't got no money. Yeah, you're going to go down to I ain't got no money street. Your body goes down there. Do you remember this scripture? It says, first scripture says this, you get judged harder if you're a teacher. Great, two. Don't teach nobody nothing, you won't get in trouble. <laughs> Next time somebody comes to you say, can you help me? No, I don't want to go to hell for you, praise God. <laughs> I'm not getting in trouble. No, you got to teach somebody. You understand what I'm saying? Greater condemnation comes to the teacher. You know what I'm saying? It's all right. Fair deal. Whatever. Hey, I, I, guess what? I don't really care if Jesus gets, I get in trouble with Jesus. I, I don't know. I don't care. I'm going to heaven. I wasn't going. I'm just happy to go. If I got to go to timeout for the first nine decades, I could care less. <laughs> You'll be there with me. <laughs> we'll just hang out all day, play golf, and drink coffee. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah! Yeah, go to lunch. Hallelujah. What time's lunch around here, angels? Just hang out all day. Heaven's going to be fun and loud. And if you don't like fun and loud, don't come. Stay down there. Yeah, I like loud. For in many things we offend, if any man offend, not in word. Same as a perfect man. Did you get it? You could be perfect. Now, watch this. Every woman in here said, there ain't no way that dude's going to be perfect. He could be perfect. Come on, you get one. That was funny. You should have laughed. Come on. That was good. Thanks, Jeannie, for helping me. Right? Amen. Right? What do you mean a perfect man? You got a bride on your mouth. Got to watch your mouth. Now watch this, ready? If you start, now watch this. What happens if you start washing your mouth with the word? Your mouth becomes sweet. I, I could change anybody. You know what you do? You got to get the word in their heart. And then faith is two places. It's in the mouth and in the heart. Faith is two places. The word of faith which we preach is in the mouth and in the heart. What happens when I get what's in my heart in your mouth? Now I'm moving mountains. See, get here over there. Well, praise be God. If you listen, if you can't get, man, if your faith can't move your mouth, it ain't moving no mountain. I got news for you right here. Your faith can't even move your mouth to start speaking in situations. You're going to talk to a mountain. Listen, he wasn't talking about a physical mountain only, meaning like go outside there and start talking to trees and stuff like that. No, he was talking about obstacles. But the thing is, is we coddle obstacles. We Google obstacles. We try to figure out the obstacle. We try to figure out how big the obstacle. No, stop. Just, just speak to the thing and get rid of it, okay? You WebMD the obstacle. WebMD, you know? I got a, what is this? Oh, I got that. You got everything. You, uh, I got a twitch in my shoulder. My God, I got osteoporosis. Come on, stop, cut, cut it out. Stop being a doctor. Ain't nothing you got to. I told the doctor the other day, I, I seen the dude, and he said, He goes, I'm an MD. I said, I'm a doctor too. I can't write no prescriptions or nothing like that. Man. I can help your spiritual life. I told him the other day. He laughed. He's funny. He's crazy, that dude. Go over here. Pop that up there, please. Look at this. Able to bridle the whole body. Where's your mouth go? Goes ahead of where your body's going. Where's your body go? Where your mouth put it. You right now are a byproduct of words. 
You don't like where you're at? Change your mouth. That's all it is. I can, you know what? Isn't that good? Ain't that good? I love it. I'm going to be so loaded, so happy. I'm like, praise God. I'm like, praise I'm speaking it. I'm so blessed. My wife listens to me. Hallelujah. My wife listens to me. <laughs> you got to laugh. You guys don't laugh on Wednesday. What's the matter with you? No, that's my confession of truth. Amen. Praise the Lord. Everybody listens to what I tell them to do in pastoral counseling. Everybody listens to what I tell them to do in pastoral counseling. Everybody listens. Oh, come on. Stop. That ain't happening. <laughs> but I'm going to go home happy. Amen. Come on. Listen, what am I doing? I'm trying to be cute to get you to see something. You see what it says? The body goes where the mouth puts it. So there's a law? Yes. Do you see it? So what happens when I wash with the word? My words wash my body. You see it? Very important. Why is it very important? Because here's what will happen. If you do not wash with the water of the word, you'll get filthy through the contamination. And I want to give you a word here of this. And understand this. Conformity. You will stop looking like a transformed individual and you will conform and look like the world. You got a bunch of Christians saying they got Jesus, but they've conformed to the world. They don't look no different than the world. And if you don't look no different in the world, I don't know how much Jesus you got. I'm not picking on you, but you have to renew your mind. I'm not trying to be a hard, you know, guy with you, but you got to renew your mind. Amen. And if you don't renew your mind, you cannot transform. Metamorpho is like a caterpillar butterfly. Remember that? That's what that word means, metamorpho in the Greek, real fancy for what? Transformation. What's your transformation looking like? How do I help my transformation process? I get the word of God in me. Look at this one. Want to see it? Titus 3 and 5. Really going to help you. You all right tonight? This is why you're doing it. If you don't know why you're doing it, you're not going to do it. Why do I got to wash with the water of the word? Why do I got to confess the word of God? Look at Titus 3 5. You'll show you why. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of the regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost washed you. The word washes you. You start getting washed in the word. So you start, you start reading. Read the Bible out loud. You wash yourself. You ever notice it's hard to read the Bible out loud? Sometimes you ever notice that? It's hard to read it out loud. You read it out loud. Wow, I'm washing myself. Washing myself. You ain't got to scream at your mouth, you know, at the, at the, like you're on a mountain. But wash yourself. Amen? Pray in the Holy Ghost. Wash yourself. Amen? Regenerate yourself. Re-energize yourself. Amen? You ever notice when you're closer to God, it's easier to go through life? Well, why is that? Because your spirit's more alive than your flesh. Amen? So you got to take the time to do these things, right? Check this out. The washing of the water. Watch this. God doesn't work apart from his word. Listen to this. You want to see something cool? Look at this. Okay. Nine, Hebrews 9.22. We keep teaching this. This is good, okay? It helps you. Okay, you guys are doing great. Listen, almost all things are purged by blood. Look at Hebrews 9, 22. And almost all things by the law are purged with blood, but without the shedding of blood is no remission. He said almost all things. Almost all things are purged by blood. Almost all, but not everything. There's some things that got to be purged another way. That's with water. Come on, you know what I'm saying that? Blood, what the blood do? Redeem me. The blood of Jesus redeemed me, but the water, what? Wash me clean. Jesus said, I'm going to wash your feet, and then I'm going to take my girdle of righteousness and wipe you down. Come on, somebody. 
You're going to be free. Why was he washing their feet? Guys, put it together. He's washing their feet to show them an act of humility, but he was also showing them what? You've been walking dusty roads. You got dirty. Sometimes you got to come back and you got to wash in the basin. You got to get in the basin of this word and wash yourself. You got to wash your mind, amen. You got to wash. You got to wash yourself. You got to wash your mind. You got crazy thoughts, amen. Come on, everybody in this room got crazy thoughts. If you let your mind, got to wash myself in the mind. I got to wash myself in my thinking. I got to wash the way I look at people. How many people? Don't you want to hurt some people sometimes? You know what I mean? I got to wash how I look at some of you, amen. Otherwise, I hit you with a car. Come on, amen. Come on, you know, come on, tell the truth. Y'all lie. Come on, right? You know what I'm saying? You get mad at your neighbor for being goofy. Some of you got goofy neighbors. You know what I mean? You got to wash or get a crazy customer. You got to wash yourself, amen. Why? Because you can get off the handle. You know what I mean? Got to be careful. You got to wash yourself. You know? All somewhere, you know what I mean? People, people make you got to stay close to Jesus, otherwise you get mad. You know what I mean? Don't get, don't get, offend, don't get offended. Okay? Offense is dangerous. Don't get offended. Is that all right? Did you get that part? Well, it says, it tells us we're cleansed with the washing of the water by the word. There are things that will be cleansed. Watch this. Things in our minds. This is how you cleanse your mind. You ever get worried? Now, see, you got to pull this all together because, like, oh, he's just rambling on about washing. What's this mean? You got worry, you got to wash it. You got fear, you got to wash it. It don't go away till you wash it. You worried about your kids. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Ah, wash the worry away. Wash it. Next time, you know what I mean, you get that thing, you got to wash it with your mouth. Wash it. You got to cast your care. Wash it. These are all washing things because things are trying to stick on you. Wash it. Wash yourself. That's all. With the water. Speak the word of God. Read the Bible. Pray in the Holy Ghost. I don't know what to do. Just go pray in the Holy Ghost. Refresh yourself. Ain't that good news? That's why I'm doing it. I'm washing myself. Check this out. Why is it so important? I'm glad you asked. Right? Things that deal with conduct. Oh, you're a hothead. Go wash yourself. I get mad. You're carnal. That's, you don't get mad. You're carnal. You're carnal, man. I get, I get mad. No, no, no. You got you get, If you get mad, you got to wash yourself. You'll get calm. I, got, I get so calm. When, when I'm the calmest, when I get the closest. When I'm close, man, I'm like, whoa. It's like Matrix. Like Yoda. You know what I'm saying? You get close, man. Things are, things are moving so fast, but I'm so slow inside, man. My processor's just chilling. Why? Because I'm close. You want to know when I get rattled? Man, I got to get, get in there because I got too much I got too much stuff going on. And now, See, some of you got to get this, right? You got to make sure you spend time with God before you spend time with people. Sometimes you got to. You know what I mean? And some of you, you, too, you spend too much time with people that need you. I told you this, man. Stop that. Stop that. It's, I'm telling you right now, you better listen to me. Like, well, you got to be nice. Now, you spend too much time with people that need you and not enough time with the people you need. You're over there running around saving the world. You better stay connected to who you need to stay connected to, and you better find a voice that will change your life and follow it. I'm telling you God's honest truth. Everybody look at the whole world searching for a voice. Until you find it, you ain't, you ain't even content. You'll search the world to find a voice that'll unlock your destiny because nobody else can unlock your destiny. There's a voice. I'm telling you, God designed it like this. I don't understand all of it, but I know I, I, I don't understand all of it, but I got the spirit of it. I'll tell you that right here now because you, you don't know how, you don't even know who you are until somebody tells you who you are. 
That's the God's honest truth. And you better, and here's the thing, you won't believe. You know who you'll believe? You'll believe you in ding-dongs until you value somebody else's voice greater. And that value of that voice, whoever they tell you you can be, is what you'll become. That's a God's honest truth. And Jesus has been fighting all the while to get you to be, him to be that to you. But I'll tell you why. Put it in the earth and get you ready to listen to somebody. Because you got great in you. Yeah, you do. Because all you see is your flaws. Because you're human. You look in the mirror and you're like, oh, you know you do goofy, dirt, jerky stuff. I don't care about none of that junk. That's why you can't talk to people where they're at. You got to talk to them where they're going. That's why you got to always be ahead of them. Because, see, I can get you to win the battle of your head. And once you win that, you're done. You're done. Because you won't believe nothing. You'll believe what you're told, not what you think. And people don't like that kind of talk. Don't tell me. Yeah, no, that's why you've been living rebellious and you ain't going to feel nothing. You live what you're told. That's the greatest man walking the face here, the told man. Jesus was a told man. I don't do nothing he didn't tell me. Whatever he tells me is what I obey. That's all I obey. I don't got my own opinion about nothing. <sighs> Praise me to God, man. Once you get like that, boom, you want to talk about power? Talk about power? That's why, that's, that's why, I'm telling you, man, I, I was on something that I, I can't even get the last half of that thing. You know what I mean? I'll get it. God will give it to us. Just pray we get it. But man, I tell you what, there's not a man walking face the earth telling me yet. I don't know where it is. But that's what it was. And, the, and it was what? That's what happened, man. It was, I'm telling you, man, you want to know why Jesus was at his greatest point of stress on, uh, on that cross? When, when he didn't have direction. When the told was gone, he didn't know what to do. He had no problem with any of the pain, but when the told was gone, he was lost for a minute. Oh, to be the man that hears before moves. Oh, to be the man that hears before he speaks. Oh, to be the man that doesn't move until he's instructed. Oh, to be the man that only follows the plan, but doesn't create his own path. I had those kids, I told them this, I said, excellence is a road that many men have followed, but no man has pioneered. It's a path that someone has to show you how to get there, and you can't get there on your own. And that's why the unlearned will never receive it, because they're too ignorant to listen to them to tell them how. That's true. That's why you can't be a pioneer. Because pioneers become prisoners of the past. Because you've got to follow a way that somebody else walked. And that's why most people can't do it. There's a path to everything, but you've got to follow somebody else that went there. And that's the most people won't receive it because this is it. I don't listen to nobody. That's why you'll never go nowhere. And the day you decide to listen to somebody, they'll show you where they are and how to get there and show you how to get there. That's the key. But stay there, okay? So let's pull out of that for a minute and get this. So why am I washing with the water? Because I'm going to have goofy ideas. You better believe it. They'll be based upon opinion. Most, people, most people's biggest problem is this. They'll base their life on opinions and circumstances more than base their life on what the Word of God says. Dangerous. Watch this, okay? John 6, 63, Jesus said this. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. What happens when you start speaking spirit life over you? You better believe it. It starts putting spirit life in you. And what? The words. Now watch this. Now put it all together because I'm going to read it. The spirit quickeneth. It is the spirit that what? Makes alive. The flesh profits nothing. You see it? 
See the whole thing? Because I just told you what the back half said, but I got to tell you the first half. You see the front half? See what it says? It is the spirit that what? Makes alive or quicken it. Jesus said this. He quickened the dead. Watch, I'm going to show you in a minute, okay? You right there? You see this? It is the spirit that what? Quickens, makes alive. The flesh does nothing. The words that I speak to you are what? Quickening, and they got life in them. Zoe, God kind of life. Where's the Zoe? It's in the word. This book's alive. You know that thing on your lap is the only living book there ever was written? Ain't no other book living. That book's alive. There's life in the word. There's Zoe in that book. The commas got Zoe in it. The periods got Zoe in it. The maps got the Holy Ghost in them. Amen. I don't know how, but he did it. That's his own business. You know what I'm saying? The concordance, you read like the beginning of the book, and you go, Abraham, praise the Lord. He's got the Holy Ghost on him. You get it? I don't know how he did it. He's God. He did what he wanted to do, all right? That book's alive. What happens when you start speaking spirit life over yourself? Oh, you start changing it. Look, go to Romans 4, 17. Y'all know this thing. And God, whom what? Quickeneth the dead and call those things that be not as though they were. As it is written, as it is written, as it is written, I have made thee Abraham the father of many nations. See it? See it? Abraham, you're what the book says about you, not what you think you are. My God in heaven, if you'll ever believe that about yourself, I'm what the book says I am. You see that? I'm what the book says. You start, you know what's crazy? If you start doing, I'm telling you right here now. I'm going to tell you right here now. I'm going to bring this stuff every week. Easter, Christmas, and Hanukkah, I'm bringing it. All right, listen to me. If you start doing this stuff, I don't even know what's going to happen. I'm being serious. I'm not playing. This ain't like a joke, like, oh, he's just wanting to have excited. I can run around and around. See, here's the thing. If we just came in here and got excited and screamed and yelled, that'd be cool. I'm going to scream and yell, tell you that right here now. And I'm going to get excited. I want to run around the church. And if we had chandeliers, we'd hang off them. I'm down. You know what I'm saying? But here's the thing. It's a, my, look, look, look. You, your shadow wear out. You understand what I just said? Your shadow wear out until you got truth. This is the truth. As it is written, I have made thee the father of many nations, before whom, before whom he believed. Let it sit in. Let it soak. As it is written, I have made thee, who is the father of many nations? Abraham. Before him who believed. Even God, who quickened the dead and called those things that be not as though they were. Don't that sound like what we read? The words I speak, they are spirit. It's the flesh does nothing. It's the spirit that what? What that thing say? Quickeneth, makes alive. Don't that sound like God? Don't that sound like God? You, you, got, you got that right there? Can you see that? Everybody see this? You guys reading the same book I'm reading? You see it? I know you are. You see it? Before whom, before whom he believed, even God, who quickened the dead. He quickened the dead, and what did he do? Call those things that be not as though they were. What did he do? Go back. Go back to Romans 6.63. Just look at it. Who quickened the dead, and call those things which be not as though they were. Go back to John 6.63. Watch this. When you get it, put it up there, please. Thank you. Watch this. And what did he say? It is the spirit that what? Quickeneth. Go out. She'll do it. Watch this when you see this. And the flesh profited. It is the spirit that what? Quickeneth. Didn't Jesus quickeneth? 
Jesus quickeneth those things that be not as though they were. Well, what, what, what did Jesus quickeneth with? His word. It is the spirit that quickeneth. Flesh words don't do jack. The words that I'm speaking to you today are spirit and they are what? Life. They got spirit and zoe, God kind of life in them. Where are they at? They're in the book. What happens when you speak some of them quickeneth words around some of your dead situations? Come on, somebody. It brings life. What happens when you say, greater is he, when you feel weak? Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. What does it look like when you say, my God supplies all my need according to his riches and glory? What does it say when you tell the devil, I bind you in the mighty name of Jesus. I break your power in the mighty name of Jesus. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Oh, you better get ready. Say, oh, Pastor Chris, that's not. See, here's the problem. You See, here's the thing. Do not look for immediately immediate results the minute you confess the word of God. But just know you're going to get it. Yeah, you know what it is? The devil ain't stupid. He's going to try to hold out as long as he can. He ain't dumb. He'll hold on as long as he can. But you got that joker. You got to laugh at him. Laugh at him. Oh, yeah, you ain't going to win. I'll beat you every time, ding dong. Tell him right to his face. Be like, ha, 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 ha. You ain't going to win. I win. I bind you. And you're sitting there getting beat up in your head. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Let the word of God come out your mouth. Sit there and tell him I rebuke you, mess. You know what I'm saying? Listen, the Holy Spirit will help wash you. Listen to this. The consumed mind with the word of God will move in the right direction. The consumed mind with the word of God will move in the right direction. Jesus made you clean. John 15, verse 1. You want to see it? Is that okay? John 15, 1. Where are you? 1, 2, and 3. John 15, 1. You know, it says, I'm the vine, you the tree vine, branches. Want to see it? Well, I don't care if you want to see it. You're going to see it anyway. <laughs> I'm the true. Why do I ask questions I already know the answer to? <laughs> That's for you, all you people sleeping. I'm the true vine, and my father is what? He's the husbandman. Right? Watch verse 2. This is good stuff. Every branch of me that bears not fruit, he takes away. Every branch that bears fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth one more fruit. Hey, don't, 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 get, don't get mad at the purging process. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Is that okay? The pruning ain't fun. You ever, you ever see something pruned? Anybody got like that kind of green thumb? Man, I went to the house one time, and they told me, I think, James, you did it, I think. I think James helped me out one time. I don't know what I got. I got a crepe myrtle or something. I got a crepe myrtle? I think I do. I don't know what I got. I got something in the front. It looks cool when it grows, but man, when that thing's a mess, it's all over the joint. I come back, they butchered everything. <laughs> I had a front lawn full of stuff, man. It's all dead. I went in the back. I was like, man, this don't look good. I pray to God. Now things all grown, overgrown, big, boy it's supposed to be. I don't know what I'm doing. So I didn't take out no shears and start pruning nothing. You know what I'm saying? But the process made things look worse. Before they got better. Sometimes in life, when you start changing things, it ain't going to be, yeah, come play for me, buddy. Come, please. Right? You start, let's start getting in this process. Things are looking worse. I thought confessing the word was going to get better. Oh, no, you're pruning some stuff. Oh, no, I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. I'm getting worse. Don't worry about it. You're pruning some stuff. Just stay on the prune job. Get pruned. So I don't want to be pruned. I don't like it. It's painful. It hurts. Get used to the pain. It's okay. And it ain't, it's only painful for a minute. And the only reason why it's painful is you want to hang on to the past. 
Let it go. You know what I'm saying? Be like that movie. Let it go. Yeah. Whatever that was. I don't even know the rest of the words. My kids, kids sang it during the one thing, and that's the end of it. Thank God that one's gone. That it may bring forth more fruit. I need more fruit. Who wants more fruit? Got to gain more fruit, right? Look at verse 3. You're clean through the word, which I have spoken unto you. Oh, ain't that something right there? You missed it. Read it. I'm not picking on you. I love you. Read it. How'd you get clean? He spoke a word. He spoke a word and made you clean. What happens when you keep speaking that word? I continually stay cleansed from the contamination of the world. Now watch. Let me say, some of you say, well, I don't need that. Yeah, you do. You want to know why? Somebody said hurtful things to you. You got to wash yourself. Somebody, somebody, somebody's hurt your feelings. Maybe, maybe the kids ain't acting right. Wash yourself. You know what I'm saying? But Here's a good one. I'll be serious. I'm not telling you. That. You know, you've been, sometimes you be kind to people and they take your kindness for granted. You got to wash yourself, man. It ain't easy. Life ain't easy, but he gave us the tools to get by. You know what I'm saying? Here you are being kind to somebody that don't even deserve kindness. You've been kind, and they try to use it against you. You know what? You got to take your word and wash it. I forgive. Sometimes you just got to say, I forgive people. I forgive them in Jesus' name. Wash yourself with this word. Is that okay? You understand what I'm saying? Have you been taking some time to wash yourself? Just wash, just wash yourself. Just wash yourself. Wash yourself. Are you all right with this? Wash yourself. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.